Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible and to fall in love with Jesus. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. Today, I'm going to talk about The Secret Place. This is one of those episodes where I've known what I was supposed to talk about for a week. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Last week, I didn't know what I was talking about until right before I talked about it. (laughs) But I have just had this burning in my heart, and God has met me in The Secret Place so incredibly over the last week, ministered to me through His Word so deeply, literally daily, scraped me up off the ground on multiple occasions and just been so close and so precious and just reminded me of the beauty of having a secret place where I can resort alone with him. And I just want to share that thought with you today. The secret place really is one of the key teachings of Jesus about prayer in the gospels. In Matthew 6, 5 through 6, he said this to his disciples as he's teaching. He said, when you pray, You shall not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to stand, to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward, but you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. And in this passage, Jesus talks about having a secret place. He talks about shutting a door behind you, going and being alone with God, going to a place of solitude where it is just you and him. And that is where intimacy is birthed. It's where intimacy is grown. And it is where our relationship with Jesus develops in that secret place. And this was not just something that Jesus taught his disciples. This was something that Jesus lived in front of his disciples. This was something that he exemplified to them. And I don't have an exhaustive list, but I just want to run through a few examples of Jesus praying and going apart to pray. In Mark 1.35, it says, In the morning he rose up a great while before the day, and he departed into a solitary place and prayed. In Luke 6.12, we see that it says that, Um, He went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. In Matthew 14, John the Baptist has just been tragically beheaded. And it says the disciples get news of it. They take up the body, they bury it, and they go and they tell Jesus. And this is Jesus' response. It says, when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. Jesus went to a place of solitude In Luke chapter 5, it says that the fame of him is going abroad and that great multitudes are coming to hear him and be healed from him. So they're coming to him for ministry. And it says this in verse 16, And he withdrew himself into a wilderness and prayed. 
we see the account of the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's recorded in Luke twenty-two thirty-nine to 44. It says that he came as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, or as he had been known to do, as was his habit, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. In verse 41, it says, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and he knelt down and prayed. And this is where we see him surrender his will. Verse 42 says, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He prayed so deeply in that private place that it says he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. And so again, Jesus exemplified a secret place for us. He didn't just tell us to have one, but he exemplified a secret place for us. And this was just such a reminder to me that if we ever see public anointing or public power on a life, we can rest assured that it is the product of private prayer and private sacrifice and private crushing. It is, as Jesus said, the open reward of a secret place. It is the source for everything else in our lives. We can never think that we can, quote unquote, do ministry apart from him. We do not have anything to offer in and of ourselves. We cannot do ministry. We cannot affect anyone else without a secret place. It is our source and everything else flows from it. My pastor has always said in talking about the Lord's Prayer that the only thing the disciples asked Jesus how to do was pray because they knew that everything else he did flowed from it. And if Jesus himself needed prayer or prayed in his humanity, I need prayer. Now that is convicting to me again, because if if God robed in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us prayed, I'm pretty sure that I can't make it without a secret place and without a place of prayer. In the secret place, you can process secret things. It's in the secret place that we have a place to process our disappointments our pain, our hopelessness, anger, despair, whatever we're feeling. It's a place where we can process joy. It's a place where Jesus becomes our best friend as we talk through the circumstances and the scenarios of our lives. It's in the secret place that we forgive, and it's in the secret place that we are forgiven. And I will tell you that in processing through things with Jesus in the secret place, you're going to heal in the secret place. The secret place becomes a place of healing. The secret place is open 24 hours a day. When nobody else is available, Jesus is available. When your counselor's office is closed, when it's the middle of the night and your BFF is asleep, you have a straight line to Jesus. You can go to your secret place and you can find a refuge in him. And the enemy will try to make you feel that your bad days disqualify you from the secret place. But you know, Hebrews tells us that we can boldly approach the throne of grace to find grace to help in time of need. When you're in need, when you have bad days, you're especially in need. That does not disqualify you from the secret place. You tell the devil you're going anyways. And I have learned that you'll have to fight for a secret place. You're going to have to carve out a place for you and Jesus. You're going to have to fight for it, but you can do it no matter how busy you are. We all need prayer. We all need solitude. 
We literally can't take a breath apart from him. And even if it's difficult, even if you live in a full house, we have to come to a place where we determine to carve out a place with Jesus and let that determination to be so much greater than our excuses. I have a friend, Armandina, who I adore, who when she was a young girl came to church on the church bus and was part of a very large family, but she was determined to have a prayer life. And she has many siblings, somewhere between 10 and 13. I don't remember the exact number right now, but she has told me that she would go under the table in their dining room to pray. And God has used her life in incredible ways. She's ministered to me personally, and I know ministered to many other people. And I know that that ministry was birthed out of that secret place that she learned to carve out in her teenage years. And so again, if she can do it under a table with a number of siblings running around, none of us have an excuse. We can carve out time with Jesus. Sacrifice sleep for your secret place. Sacrifice other things for your secret place. It will make all the difference in your life. And the secret place, again, is where intimacy is birthed. We see this incredible relationship with God and David in the Old Testament. And that relationship was born out of much secret converse. It was born out of David's time alone with the creator of his soul. Over and over, David uses phrases like refuge, fortress, rock of defense, shelter. He knew that the secret place was somewhere where he could go to hide. There's so many phrases where he talks about that. He says, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He says, hide me under the shadow of your wings. He says, yea, in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. He says, I will flee to you to hide me. Again and again, David hid in that secret place, hidden away under God and in God. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. And you will find that Jesus is a place where you can run to in time and time again. And there's going to be times where we're going to need a shelter, a shelter from storms, a shelter from the lies of the enemy, a place to process the most difficult things in our lives. And that is what the secret place is. That secret place, that place where we go alone with Jesus, it's our place to hide from everything else going around us. It is our refuge. It is our shelter. It is our hiding place. And I just want to encourage you again today to carve out a secret place. Find your place with Jesus somewhere where you can go and be alone with him. Today, instead of reading an unedited entry, I'm going to share one of David's unedited entries, Psalm 91. I know this is a very beloved psalm, and I've had this memorized since I was a little girl. I'm probably a little rusty on it right now, but this psalm has ministered to me over and over again throughout my life, and it ties in so beautifully to this concept of a secret place, this thing that Jesus taught us to have, And so today, I would like to share David's unedited entry, Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold, and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Again, such beautiful, incredibly comforting words from the Psalms. And there's just a few verses that really stick out at me as it relates to the secret place. First of all, verse 1, He that dwells, he that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I love where it says in verse 4, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. And then a little further down, it says, Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. We are told again and again to find a habitation, to find a refuge, to find a shelter in the arms of Jesus. And so today, just a simple reminder to find a secret place with Jesus, to carve it out, to fight for it, to do whatever you can. Because at the end of the day, this is where intimacy is birthed. This is where you're going to heal. This is where you can hide. This is what Jesus told us to do when it comes to praying, to go into our closet, to shut our door, to be alone with him there, and that he would reward us openly. So thank you again so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you along for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.